recruiting ish web three world-class podcast let's get it let's go the topics of discussion you cannot get from another opportunities in web three we got you covered meta intro been dope gotta thank you for the love and support that you're giving keep it coming we going up in jazz fees interviews with the crews making moves let's see it's a brand new world of nfts join in recruiting ish podcast yes please join in recruiting ish podcast yes please Meta Intro does not give financial advice. Information provided by Meta Intro is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. Always do your own research on the companies that you apply to and the opportunities that you invest in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Recruiting-ish podcast. It's Tuesday, March 14th. My name's Alex. I'm your crypto recruiter. I'm here with Lacey from the Meta Intro team. Uh, We've got kind of a, a fast and loose episode, lots of updates. I know we were out of office, out of podcast last week. Um, Lacey was at Denver. She's got a ton of cool stories and updates for us. Um, and then we'll talk through some plans for Meta Intro, where the team will be, where, where you can find us, and where to talk about all things hiring at Web3. Um, questions that you guys have sent us on hurdles, challenges that you've got. Um, and then we'll kind of talk through what to expect on next episode. But Lacey, talk to us about ETH Denver. Um, was definitely jealous, was seeing everything through quick crypto Twitter. Um, tell us the scoop. What's what's new? Yeah. So for context, went to ETH Denver with my co-founder, Brad. And before we decided to go, we, we looked at each other like, okay, this is going to cost us X amount of dollars to go. What's the goal? What do we want to achieve from going? Um, and there were a few, a few items on that checklist, but ultimately it was how many companies can we talk to about the recruiting practices to continue to do market research? And then on the flip side, how many community members can we chat with? And so we stayed Monday through Saturday. Um, we bought a plane ticket in, but didn't buy the plane ticket out. Just figured we have a, a moment where we look at each other and say, yep, our social battery is out. Time to go home. Um, so we ended up leaving on that Saturday, which was definitely like a stretch. And... It was an it was an eventful week. So yeah. I would say Tuesday through Thursday, we were at the Buildathon. That was that was amazing. Um, there were thousands of people there building. Um, there was a ton of speaker sessions happening, and I got to sit in and listen to what people are building, how people are building it, why it's important, and all of that's to say. Um, big conversation this year was how do we create privacy on the blockchain um, and how do we do that at scale? A ton of companies were definitely solving for that problem. Um, And then the ZKs, which I had no idea what a ZK was before I went to ETH Denver. And now I feel like I have a little bit of information. But all that's to say, um, the sessions were very interesting, but I do feel like the companies that were there and maybe this is a takeaway for next year for the companies that are listening to this podcast is hey if you're going to do a speaker session don't assume that everybody in the audience knows what the heck you're talking about yes the build-a-thon was meant for developers but not everybody in the room was a developer like myself and that was really tough like trying to understand why something's important why this is a product that i should incorporate into my business um, and what this means for like the ecosystem as a whole. And the people that are speaking need to find a way of clearly communicating that because 
founders like myself, I have a say in what we use and what we build. And if I don't understand what the heck you're talking about, we're not going to use it. And so that was that was a theme not only during the build-a-thon, but through the entire week was, hey, companies, you need to get a better DevRel person on stage to talk about what you're building. So um, Brad and I had a good time throughout the week, um, throughout some of the sessions. We met with some friends. We did the side event thing. You know, we, we drank. Watched the dance. Many friends. Yeah, what was the dean? No. Like, oh my gosh. This this yearly tradition okay. of the devs dancing. Uh again, Eve, you know, our, our fortunes are in a certain person's hands that I know is is always involved. What what was that like? Walk me through that experience. Did you see that TikTok? Or that that uh, hard to miss on Twitter. We might pause the podcast here and if you're watching on YouTube, we will have this episode pop up because if you did not see this uh performance you have to so pausing here here's the performance and now we're back so now that you have full context on what we're talking about um so the opening day of east denver brad and i ended up renting out a youtube studio to invite all of like the coolest founders we can get in touch with to talk about what they're building and who they're hiring and we ended up uh recording for almost like 10 and a half hours. We had like 20 different companies come into the studio and we played either Jenga or Connect or while talking to them about what they're building and who they're hiring, which was a ton of fun, but we missed all of the cool stuff like this performance. And wow, our industry is really nerdy. But like whoever approved that either did a really good job because everybody was talking about it or has no idea what they're doing and completely embarrassed themselves. But um, I, I opt in for for option number one. Yeah. I, uh, there's this, this thing around going to conferences in crypto where if you're a non-technical person and you're somewhat balanced between like the real world and crypto Twitter, and then you go to these things and see what happens and you, you're like, okay, now I get why people talk shit about crypto conferences <laughs> and what all we do yeah. at these things. So yeah, it's always interesting to see how they try to throw like the entertainment in on top of Kind of to your earlier point of just throwing a bunch of technical jargon that you have no idea what they're talking about and you're hoping to kind of like figure it out, but always way too yeah. technical. So I am hoping to, yeah. that was a reason like Eat Denver wasn't on my list. I'm not super technical as a person. I don't do technical recruiting. So like it's not a, you know, kind of area where I would find talent or really be useful, but mm-hmm. would love to go if I could understand you know, a lot of what was going on, but I agree. My, my disconnect is pretty large um, on a lot of those. Yes. Isn't that a shame though, that it's so easy for companies to just put the right person on stage to have the person be able to explain complex topics in a simple to understand way. And it's such a shame that like such a big event like East Denver was not necessarily made for non-technical people. Um, which like the whole point of ETH Denver is to make it inclusive. The whole point is to onboard the next billion people into Web3. And all these companies are talking to each other like, you should use my product, you should use my product. And like, I'm like, I don't know what your product is. I don't know what it does, you know? And so it's, I think there's still that disconnect. These companies are never gonna onboard that many people if they can't easily explain what their product does and why it matters. And so, um, Trust me, if you were there, you would have been scratching your head right next to me. You would have been like, what did that person just say? They used 50 different like buzzwords in one sentence. 
Um, and I still don't know what they do. Yep. I was watching a, a, or trying to watch a few of the recorded speeches or just clips. And yeah, I very quickly became not engaged, just hard to follow. Yeah. It really, again, it was like you said, it's, it's one thing to talk about your product. And I think, you know, you can understand some of that. But then again, when you start diving into stuff and going down the rabbit hole, it's like you lose a lot of the people. I mean, was there, was there anybody speaker wise or I guess company wise where you're like, wow, that actually made sense. I get it. Um, didn't know about it before and like took away, you know, some new knowledge, maybe. We got those tidbits when we did our YouTube studio recording day. Um, so we had a few companies that were building products that were a little bit more complex that I didn't have any knowledge in, in that specific space. And having those in-depth conversations, asking the right questions, literally saying, I don't know what you do and I don't understand it. Can you explain it in the most simplest way possible? And when I asked that, like, they're like, you know, their gears turn up. Oh, okay. Maybe I should explain this in an easy to understand way. Maybe this is how I should be explaining it. People that are in the crypto space and the Web3 space don't even understand what I do. And so there were a few products that like I kind of got excited about, a few things that like are sound interesting. Um, and those were all from the more intimate conversations that we had. Um, because so on Friday, we ended up going into the conference, which was a whole nother beast. That conference was mass, absolutely massive. Um, I think they had 12,000 like, people check in. I was going to say it's the entire like city of Denver, right? I mean, like you look at the map and it's yeah. everywhere, right? It, like events, yes. beaches, I mean, parties. It's it's like a whole takeover for what I saw. Yeah. We were um, also not related to uh, the event space itself, but we were on the panel for Opolis's, like Future of Work Summit. Um, and that took place in another part of town, like across from the build of that. So there were things happening all over and you needed to know what was going on all the time. Um, and then if you didn't know, like nobody would show up. And that was evidence that we went to, um, Nier's like women in web three hackathon day. I walk into the room, a female events, there are 10 men sitting and like two women. And that's it for Nier, which is we're backed by Nier. Nier is massive. Um, the ecosystem's pretty big. And like there were like 12 people there, none of which were women. I mean, except for like me and like a few other people. Um, but I think that was also evident of like poor marketing and being so far away from like the hub. So I'm sure the, they sat down after and had a note taking session where they were like, okay, maybe next year we should maybe spend a little bit more money to be near the venues so that people can walk to us. Um, or maybe just market better. If there's that many companies and stuff going on, right? And it's like, it's impossible to get a ton of people to everything. And then the other thing I, I think yeah. I've seen about Denver is there's more of a party atmosphere to it. So like, if you don't have some of like the fun stuff with it or giveaways or drinks or food or stuff, like people just don't go, which is sad, but it is yeah. a way to attract people. Like you said, like a marketing expense or a, you know, cool, you know, kind of place to rent out, but we'll see. I mean, it seems like out of it came a lot of hype and kind of a bear market. Do you feel the same or do you actually feel less bullish on kind of the e ecosystem afterwards? I feel the same. I feel like 
You know that Spider-Man meme where everybody's pointing at each other? I do. It kind of felt like, you're in crypto, I'm in crypto, you're in crypto, I'm in crypto, but like the entire ecosystem was there. You know, it, it didn't, I didn't necessarily get more excited from Web3 coming out of ETH Denver, but it was nice to see the amount of faces that were able to afford to show up to ETH Denver because also the expenses that go into even going to some of these conferences can get pricey, which um, is why ETH Denver is free. But um, so pe people can't afford the hotel, you know, the flight, the whole the whole shebang. We can't get off work. Um, so obviously, there's way more people on Web3 than the people that showed up. But I do feel like, man, some of, some of these uh, completely got it wrong at the conference. Um, so going into the next part, which was the conference, which I feel like is super important to talk about because I've been like biting my fingernails, like not writing a thread about this on Twitter and instead saving it for the pod. Um, You're hearing it first. It's the first release. I'm here. <laughs> um, so I'm glad we didn't get a booth at East Denver. It was super expensive. I think booths started at like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a pop. Um, I don't think we would have made. Yeah, it's it's expensive to be present at these conferences, and you have this like pressure to be present. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't think we would have made meaningful connections. I think that. You know, what we did with our YouTube studio was the best way was to invite the people that we want to learn more about, that we want to be partners with, that we want to help reduce the time to hire with, like inviting them into the studio and then getting some content out of it, making a meaningful relationship. Like that was the way to do it. And we only spent $450 on the whole thing versus 10, 10 15, 20,000. Yeah. So that was, that was a success for us. Um, but some of these booths, which we were talking about before the show, we're definitely staffed with ambassadors. And mm -hmm. the problem is when you staff a booth with ambassadors, um, those ambassadors don't know everything about your business. And it's very evident. And so there were a handful of companies that we walked up to. I'm asking like super basic questions and it's like a deer in the headlight. This person's just an SDR. They're just an ambassador. They're, they're just for the day. They have no idea what they're talking about. And there's no way that I'm going to use their product because I don't know what they're talking about. And so that was the first issue. There was one company, which I will not name, but I wish I could, but can't, um, that I went up to their booth. They had eight people at their booth. I walk up, I'm like, hey guys, we have the same investors, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, you know, I love to chat and like learn a little bit more about what you're building. All eight of them just looked at me and I went like this. Hello, does anybody want to talk to me? I am a female. It is okay to talk to me. You know? The deer and the light stubs. Yeah. It was so bad. Um, and so I chatted with them for like, eventually someone was like, okay, I'll take this. They're like, God forbid you talk to me, you know? Um, and so I, I talked to somebody for like two minutes. So it was like not a meaningful conversation at all. Not going to use their product because I don't understand. Um, and then I walked away. So that was, that was number one. Number two, there's three booths in mind that stand out, and then we can move on from me harping on my soapbox. I just feel like it's important to talk about, just in the case that these companies ever listen to this podcast. Um, second company, Polygon. And I will call it out because of who Polygon is. They should definitely figure their shit out. I go up to Polygon's booth. Super excited. Say hello. We're building on Polygon. Like I'd love to learn more about the ecosystem, uh, what your grand foundation looks like, all of that. I was walking up three feet away 
And the guy sitting at the booth full on takes his finger and puts it up his nose. I literally can't make this up. In the middle of a conference, there are thousands of people walking around you. And you see, you know, I'm walking up to you. He just full on puts it up his nose. It's like, so you did not shake hands with said person after this is what you're saying. Probably a good time to exit. Yeah, that was that was gross. The third the third booth, and this is the last one I'll talk about, was um I can't even I don't even remember what company it was, but they had a table booth their table in their booth. Must have went to Costco and got three boxes of jerks condoms and just put it on the table. And Great marketing, I guess, because I'm still talking about it a week later. Bad marketing because I couldn't even tell you what company it was. I was so set back. And third, whoever made that choice clearly has never been to East Denver to know that there are all of but five women at East Denver. If maybe 500 women that go to East Denver out of the 12,000. I'm like, who are those condoms for? They, they probably were yeah. talked about a lot, but not used very much. No. Someone went home with three boxes of Derek's condoms. Yeah, the uh, the conference yeah. booth thing. I mean, again, it's at every conference, right? Like, there's always booths. They're, they're, sounds like, always expensive. And, like, the ROI for anybody is, like, non-existent, right? It's, like, just a way yep. to give out free merch or, in this case, some some other toiletries. <laughs> um but yeah, it's, I don't know, the conferences that I've been to, it's been very similar, right? Like like you said, nobody knows what the product is. They're either an ambassador that has been trained or somebody maybe hired from an events, you know, marketing company, third party that's just there, right? And wearing branded gear to, to give out more. But there's also been some, I have seen some where it's like, it's innovative, it's cool, it gets you pulled in. Like it has some flash, right? Like the, the giveaway yeah. of condoms definitely has flash, but they can't translate it well. Yeah. Like what that means for the product. Um, so definitely some yep. missed opportunity there, but yikes, especially for some big names like Polygon, kind of kind of get your- That was your question. Polygon, get your shit together. Up to speed. I don't know, no, Bear Market I, doesn't- I wish he'd skip on these things. I wish you were there next to me to see exactly what I saw. I was like, no way that just happened. Yeah. Conferences yeah. are a weird, dirty place. The other thing I heard from East Denver is everybody got COVID. So maybe that explains where some yeah. of shit. So I don't know. Uh, maybe that there's a couple more ETH conferences that are coming up this year. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it'll be better, more time, more training. Yep. We'll see. Maybe. We, some other t takeaways from the conference were there were some super impressive booths there, like Circle, Uniswap. They had some like really impressive just setups. Um, and because we're doing all of these conferences, which we will talk about later in the show, it was good takeaway just to see how people are setting things up, how to stand out in a conference like that with a booth. You definitely have to spend the money. Booth gear is not cheap. I, we've spent the past week internally looking at booth gear and it's like, you want how much for a sign that I can go to Kinko's to print out? That's insane. Um, yes. And so booth gear is expensive. These companies are definitely spending money on it and a swag. Um, I'm wearing, we're backed by Abe. Um, so this is like my Abe jacket. This is my favorite out of all of the swag that we bought. Um, but thinking about how to be a little bit more innovative in the swag department, I think is important. So um, in terms of like what your swag says, the type of swag that you're giving out, um, 
and it not looking cheap. Like there were there were definitely some some companies where you could tell they just wanted to be there. They're happy to be there. Like they're an early stage startup. The fact that they spent X amount of money on a booth and then on top of it they have to have swag. It you know you could tell like they were scraping pennies to be there just by the quality of the swag. And so um, with us, we went to the drawing board and said like what kind of swag should we give out at these conferences? So you know the quality of our stickers is great. We have some t-shirts that like I think people would love to just wear around um, just given like what it says on it. It doesn't just say meta intro. You know, it's like a whole thing. Um, at IWB, we're going to be giving out um, flowers, purple flowers and candles that smell like the metaverse. Uh-huh. I'm doing that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So just thinking about like how we can get a little bit more innovative so that it stands out. Um, because you do spend money on it either way, so you might as well make it good. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, it's like, I'm sure all those cheap made, you know, shirts, pens, right? Like hand sanitizer bottles with your logo on it. Like how many people actually keep that stuff, right? Like you're spending money, even if it is cheap, people are probably throwing it away or just leaving it around the conference. Um, unless it's good, right? Like good quality sweatshirts, hats, um, you know, innovative stuff that nobody has. The sock thing blew up for a while. I don't know if that's still a case. Yeah. But, um, it's important, right? It's like, and it's your company and product. So do you want that on some cheap, uh, you know, shirt that's going to shrink after one wash? Probably not. So that is my recap of East Denver. I would rate, I think we should, going forward, we should just rate the conferences on a scale of like one to 10 in terms, you know, I think that uh, East Denver, I give, I give like a seven and a half. It's higher than I thought it was going to be, especially with the, I thought the nose picking piece would get it to maybe a six. That's why it's a seven and a half. Fair. Fair. So, okay. Well, e- all right. First, East Denver is seven and a half. Um, but it sounds like you've got quite the conference schedule coming up. Do you want to talk through where you're going to be, where to find Meta Intro, and kind of what some of the exciting stuff you guys have planned is for some of these com- yeah. conferences. And we will have it pop up on the screen, and it'll be in the ticker below, that uh, we have added quite a few conferences since our last podcast. So IWB is coming up at the end of March. That's March 23rd. Then we'll be at Fest in Atlanta on the 31st, um, Miami NFT Week on the 1st, and these are all, we're hosting the official job fairs. So make sure you come by. Um, we'll have a ton of companies that are hiring there. If you want a chance to get your resume reviewed or get professional headshots taken or build your professional avatar, these are all the places to do that. Um, and all of our information for these conferences can be found at metaintro.com slash events. Um, so after Miami NFT week, then we will be at um, NFT NYC hosting their official job fair. Scalefest, Bitcoin 2023 in May, and then possibly East Toronto. So we are busy. I think out of all of the events, what I'm most excited for right now is um, the Miami NFT week for that job fair. We're hosting it alongside the Buildathon, and we will be giving out two internships to Meta Intro for the winners of the Buildathon. Very excited for that. So if you are thinking about building something and you're like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to actually get something out of this, um, make sure you go through that program. It's a great opportunity to build a product you've been noodling on and you get an internship paid remote for six weeks. 
technical and non-technical opportunity. We will tailor the internship completely to you. Great opportunity to work for an early stage startup, um, building cool shit. Wow. That I have to say, I've I've seen a lot of build-a-thon prizes. That has to be the best one I've heard, right? And it's not just cash, right? Cash is great, but can only do so much with that. And like you said, good opportunity to get your hands dirty with a, a cool company doing cool things. Yep. That's awesome. So well, we will plug all of that below. For sure. Well, excited to hear the team's going to be out there. Um, do you guys, in the Discord, is there kind of like an events tab as well? Or if you're at the event, you can engage, like find other people. What's the best way for you know Discord members to, to connect on that side? Yeah. Yeah. So we have our job fairs tab in the Discord. Um, and something that's coming, which we haven't announced yet, but uh, will be exciting to roll out. Um, we'll have our wallet live at some of these events where you can claim uh, different types of NFT badges to then put into your wallets. But um, we're working on a feature where you can connect beforehand with the companies that are there at the events um, to set up like speed interviews with them at the event. Um, so more information on that to come. But this way you have an efficient job fair. You actually get a job out of it or an interview out of it. Um, and you need a bunch of recruiters. So I think it's a, and then on the flip side for recruiters, you meet candidates, which is what you are meant to do when you're at a job fair. Um, but this way you can do it, uh, with candidates that are pre-vetted, um, which I think is important to make these fairs a little bit more efficient. I agree. Yeah. That's, that's probably the hardest part on both sides, right? From the candidate side is connecting with recruiters and just people quality wise can can help you in your job search and then our recruiting side it's always a lot of networking but it's some some if not most times with candidates that you know aren't going to match what you're looking for so if you can cut that time to hire yep. or just time the conversation that's a huge savings and our goal i think through all of these conferences as well is just to take the anxiety out of conferences out of the web3 job fairs so when you walk into our conference you'll see it's a completely different vibe there's pink lights, there's like headshot photographers minting headshots onto OpenSea in real time. There's the avatar station where you can build a professional avatar that you can use for Discord. There's a DJ. Like you'll see that our our version of a job fair is meant to be fun and Web3-esque, if you will. Um, so if you do attend one of our job fairs, please drop a GM below in the comments after seeing this. Um, if you plan on attending, uh, you know, chat below where your city is and we'll, we'll chat back whatever the nearest conference is happening. Um, and yeah, so conference season, uh, my boyfriend just walked in with a Starbucks. So cheers to a exciting conference season. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, the last podcast we had, it was like four, five events. Now it's nine by the next podcast, there'll be probably yeah. 15 to 20. So, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, it's cool exposure though. Like you said, if you can change the way that people are doing it and again, gain product exposure, people jobs, you know, connect with companies, it's like the perfect match. So excited to uh to see that and possibly be at some. I know I'm checking out trying to go as well. Yeah. So So I think we have time for um one question plus the shout outs for this week. Um we had a ton of people in our community celebrating some exciting career accomplishments. So um, I have a list of people that I'd love to give shout outs to. Um, but in terms of questions, I'm trying to think. 
Do you feel like taking an audio or a text-based question? Let's do a text. I think, you know, some of the text-based yeah. questions that come through, some people, you know, a little shy or didn't want to put their voice on, on the air. So happy to, to answer that to get, get the answers they need. Yep. Cool. All right. So Mike Preneur on Discord asks and says, hello, good morning. I'm a content strategist and email marketer. I used to be a generalist early last year, i.e. working for different niches before I decided to double down on working on real estate brands mid last year. Then I found out about Web3 tokenization late the previous year and its positive facts on the real estate industry. Here are my questions. How can I leverage the tokenization industry as a content strategist and email marketer? Or is there anything I can do to contribute to the space? Can you recommend any communities I can join to connect with other like-minded individuals in the Web3 space? And how can I apply for and secure jobs within this space? Do you know, I don't off the top of my head, I know there is though, but I just don't follow that sector specifically. But do you know if there are any companies in the real estate space that are like cool, maybe good to work for? I'm trying to think of, there's a few companies that have tried like the tokenization of real estate, like kind of like the Zillow of Web3. We'll have to, don't have to check and we we could probably put some links um, afterwards. I don't know much about, I know they're kind of in early stage startup mode seen a couple articles, right? Like house gets sold as an NFT, but I think there's only been one yeah. that I've seen in the past year. I think it's still very new. And I think a lot of regulation might affect, you know, real estate web three crossover from a, a protocol perspective, but I'm trying to think. I'm looking, I'm just Googling it right now. Um, there's one company parcel, digital real estate web three will forever change real estate investing. That makes sense. Um, parcel, you can buy buy in short real estate markets. There must be some sort of uh, web free component to this. Yeah, so, the only other one I found, that, a company called Casa, which looks looks similar, tokenization of vacation homes, the Airbnb of blockchain. So that might be Oh, that's what you say. Yeah, casaprotocol.org. You want to see some info. So not an endorsement, just doing some research. But yeah, I'd say that's probably the first part, right? Like. Do some research, do some digging. Um, I'm sure there's a, a network or community somewhere of people in real estate that are excited about Web3 that you may be able to network with um, either through Discord, possibly LinkedIn, uh, Facebook groups, or you know Twitter. There's probably a section of crypto Twitter that's mm -hmm. you know real estate focused. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking that, right um, now. There, um, there, there was a conference in October in Miami. That's Web3 and Real Estate Summit. So probably be a good place to start. I think it's it's an industry, right, where Web3 makes sense. I think it's it just hasn't been built very well yet on like mainstream adoption. Um, I also think the real estate market right now is going through some ups and downs. So, you know, we'll see how much money some of these larger companies are allocating to, you know, kind of more venture moonshot projects in Web3. Um, it, it may be something they hold off until, you know, the industry itself kind of stabilizes. But I don't know. I mean, I'd say, you know, how to get some experience in it. I mean, that's tough. If there's not a lot of companies that are, you know, hiring for it, I'd say maybe find something in an auxiliary industry. Um, you know, still do your real estate, still do that, but maybe find, you know, a Web3 product that's outside of that where you can learn some of those skills and then eventually maybe you know, cross those over. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. 
or build your own project. I'm sure if you uh, build something that's good, people will come. Um, or if you go to some of these larger companies or your local real estate companies, construction companies, I don't know, anything in the real estate space and propose some ideas. I think people are very open. You just have to explain it in a way that makes the other other person understand that what you're doing fundamentally changes the way that their process would work for the better. So having that clear vision. But I think the real estate space for any job speak job seekers that are in this arena and are like, hey, how do I merge my love of real estate with Web3? I think you guys are at the forefront and you need to figure it out um, and do that by putting together a plan and maybe introducing these ideas to the companies that you're interested in working in and make your own job. So, Yeah. And I, as, as you were saying that, I was thinking if you can't find it on the company side, right, with some of these large real estate companies or tech real estate companies like Zillow, Redfin, right? Like work with an agent to build their email marketing or like their metaverse presence or something along those lines where you can start like on the the agent side and then maybe grow into, you know, a brokerage and then a company, um, but still getting those experience and making the connections, the possible opportunity. Um, I mean, to, to Lacey's point, right? If, if it's not out there, probably is a good opportunity to build it. And there's venture arms that are still writing checks, you know, for a lot of cool projects like that. So get, you know, True. yourself and, and a few of your friends or, you know, a few people interested and start something, see what you can, you can build. All right. Ready for shout outs? Ready when you are. All right. So our weekly shout out, um, shout out to Young, uh, a community member, member of Meta Intro that just landed a job at LeToken. Um, shout out to Emmy Emanuel for being a part of the Meta Intro community. I realize now these are all Meta Intro plugs. Sorry, guys. Um, but hi, Emmy Emanuel. And then uh, Luis5990. Uh, congrats to landing a job as a moderator for an NFT project. Nice. So again, as always, um, if you, you're listening to this podcast and you want your questions answered or you have a shout out or a career accomplishment that you'd like us to uh, shout out on, on the podcast, um, you can do that by going into the Recruiting Us channel in our Discord, tweeting at us, sliding into our DMs. Um, all questions are welcomed in the Web3 career ecosystem, if you will. Um, and that's all I got for this week. All right. You heard it first. Any questions, feel free to ask some tough ones. We've we've been getting some tougher ones as we go. So if you've got specific scenarios, we can always talk through that um, to, again, personalize it to yourself. Confidential if needed. Um, obviously, um, if you're not feel comfortable doing audio or just through that channel, you can message us on any of our socials or channels that we can read it confidentially um, so you can still get some answers. But yeah, we appreciate you tuning in to the Recruiting Niche podcast. We will see you next week.